1: With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Good to have you with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis tonight. Game two of the Stanley Cup Finals after Dallas won game one against Tampa Bay on Saturday night by a score of four to one. We go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and our friend Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com joins us to talk Stanley Cup Finals and more. Greg, great to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? Doing well. How are you? Everything's good here in St. Louis. We're a little bit despondent over the fact that Alex Petrangelo is headed into free agency. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's here's my take on that situation. And, and, and I may be wrong or, or I may be right, but 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 uh, I'm reading the tea leaves here. It is very unusual for the kind of information that's coming out about this negotiation to come out as early as it is in the process, meaning we are still weeks away from the start of free agency. Um, and, you know, to have the player so candidly speak about where the negotiations are in a couple of of interviews with, with high profile uh, journalists um, on both sides of the border is, uh, is equally unusual. So um, part of me thinks that there's a lot of posturing going on uh, in an effort by the Pietrangelo camp to try to get some pressure ginned up to get a deal done because he certainly doesn't want to leave St. Louis. Um, so I, I don't think we're quite done with this process. Um, but I, I do think that the, uh, noise that's being created right now is pretty interesting, uh, because we don't often see it. Greg, what did you make of the reports that the blues offered 7.7 7 million AAV, but also that they asked Petro to accept that AAV without knowing the structure of the? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, kind of nutty. I mean, like, you know, obviously... Um, it may be symptomatic of what we 're looking at financially in this league right now, which is not only the internal financial losses for teams not having had a single you know dollar of ticket revenue come in since March, um, but also obviously for the next couple of seasons having a flat salary cap. so the idea is all right well let 's uh, let 's agree on how much you 're going to count against our cap, and then we can maybe start doing some other things. Uh, and then figure out exactly what the the, the length of that deal is going to look like, um, which is you know great management if you're the team and uh, a horrible situation if you're the player trying to figure out exactly what the future is going to hold for you and your family. So, um, I, listen, I, I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting moves from teams because of the flat cap and because of the uncertainty about even when next season is going to start. Uh, let alone you know how much uh, money they're gonna have to spend so it, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if if that was an actual ask that was made just considering how weird this time is.
1: Greg, I want to get your global view of uh, Doug Armstrong because Michelle and I, here we sit here in St. Louis and because the Blues have been a good team for such a long time, we give Doug Armstrong the benefit of the doubt. You look at it as far as all 31 GMs. Are, are we reasonable, even if Petrangelo would leave, to give Doug Armstrong the benefit of the doubt in building a winning franchise?
0: Sure, I mean, like if if he leaves, it's it's a, a decision being made. One because uh, he's got a clear a view of of what the economics of this team are going forward. Not only, like we said internally, as far as cash flow, but also uh, when it comes to the salary cap and, and the money that needs to be spent to keep this team competitive. Um, but I also have to remember that that you know he's 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 30 and and the, the bottom line is that if you're looking at a contract that's going to extend him multiple seasons um you know the kind of lanes that you would give a, uh, a a captain and a trusted veteran um you're going to see diminishing returns on that deal at some point just because of the nature of of the aging curve and the amount of hockey that, that petros played so you know he's got to kind of long this this long view of the team along with trying to make it as competitive as possible in the short term and the fact of the matter is that at a lot of places on this roster uh, the blues are a little bit long in the tooth and that was certainly one of the benefits that they had in their cup run was being a veteran team so he's kind of have to kind of balance a few things right now it's a real juggling act it's it's you know I have a really good player he's very important to the team he's a leader in the locker room he's an iconic player for the for the fan base and in the community um, but I also have to recognize that that, that committing You know, the kind of money that has gone to other top end defensemen, say like Roman Yossi, for example, or the money that that, you know, Petro could probably get on the open market uh, may not necessarily be the best move going forward if it has to be a very long term contract for a player that's already over 30. Okay, Greg, so Petro hits the market. What is the team that is most likely to really pursue him? Well, it's really interesting. Like, There's a few players that are, that are going to market in theory that, that a lot of us are very excited to see where they end up. I mean, Taylor Hall is one of them, um, assuming he doesn't resign in Arizona. But I think the difference between all those players and Alex Pietrangelo is that you can see teams that may not necessarily have the cap space for him to create it to bring him in. I, I really feel like he is, in the eyes of a lot of GMs around this league, a last piece of the puzzle type player. So when you look at teams that are, that are close, when you look at a team like Toronto, for example, where he's obviously been linked forever because of, you know, growing up around there and, and just, you know, everybody always thinking that the Leafs are going to be in on every big name, free agent, despite the financial realities of that team, uh, he would solve a lot of problems for them on the back end where they are notoriously the weakest uh i think you look at a team like vancouver for example that uh you know unfortunately blue fans are very familiar with right now as uh, a team that is on the cusp of doing some really great things and bringing him on him in on their blue line would be uh a pretty a pretty incredible move for them uh, as a contender my own personal thing has long been like this next season is going to be so weird. I, I think every executive that you talk to behind the scenes doesn't believe it's going to be 82 games. They think it's going to be condensed. It's going to be another sprint to the cup, and then who even knows when it's going to start. My personal uh, dream would be if a team like the Colorado Avalanche, which, which does have a ton of cap space next year before they have to start handing out some interesting contracts uh, to, to guys in the next couple years, they get, all, they, they get all Miami heat. They like sign Petro for a year, <laughs> sign uh taylor hall for a year create your your miami heat like super team for a year Uh, it probably won't happen just because of the way that the the hockey players manage their own future as far as these contracts go but the opportunity is there for one of these teams to step up and try to make that case to a few of these big name free agents and be like look you know it's a short season the economics stink wait a year to really get your big contract and And let's all try to win a cup together.
1: Could you envision the Panthers, especially because of no state income tax in Florida, that would be good for Petro. Climate is good. They spent a lot of money on Bobrovsky. They've got Joel Quenville, spent a lot of money on him. Could that be a match, perhaps?
0: Well, I think they're going to be aggressive. Um, They have a new GM there, Bill Zito. There's clearly uh, the opportunity for them to kind of remake some of their their roster to uh, get better. I don't necessarily think the blue line is is really where um, their their problems are. uh, You know, in the same way that it is maybe up front, uh, or just in systematic defense all over the team. But uh, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that that you know they could be in on them. It's not out of the realm of possibility a team like Buffalo could be in on them. The problem is. Is that um, you know? It's hard to really gauge exactly what his desire is right now. I mean, he's he's won a championship. Does he want to go and put a premium on winning another one uh, in a place, or is he putting a premium amount on getting the uh, contract that he clearly thought he could get uh, in free agency in, in a normal situation? I mean, there are going to be some teams that can ante up and give him the money and give him the term it's just a matter of whether or not he wants to you know put on that sweater for a team that not, that isn't necessarily as as close to winning a cup as, as say the Blues still are.
1: ESPN.com's Greg Wschinski with us on 101 ESPN. Last week after Buffalo had traded for Eric Stahl, some smart alec tweeted Eric Stahl ends his playoff career with 21 goals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Well, yeah, and I mean it it, it was the one of those shockers of, of just, like, he, he got caught with his pants down a little bit, right? Because he had a, a, a no-trade protection on his contract. He didn't include Buffalo on his list of teams where he couldn't go. And it was more him just, like, being worried about getting traded to a contender he didn't want to play for and kind of opening the possibility that he could be traded to a, a non-playoff team, which is exactly what happened. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the risk, right? I mean, there are, th- there are some teams out there that are going to have a ton of cap space, um, and unfortunately there are some of the teams that uh, have it because they've cleared out the decks and are young and, uh, and haven't necessarily been successful recently. So um, it, it's going to be an interesting balance to see exactly what these, some of these veteran high profile free agents end up doing uh, because the opportunities will be there to get some, some money and some term from teams, but it may, may not, it may be you know, the, the Buffalo Sabres of the world who uh you know, certainly haven't helped themselves in recent years with uh, some of the transactions they've made. Greg, the Lightning haven't lost consecutive games all postseason, but they lost that first game to the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup final 4 to 1. What do you think? Do they go back or they go in the 0 2 hole tonight? Well, I'm a little nervous about them. I picked them in the series. Um, I, I felt like the previous three rounds that they played against Columbus and uh, the, uh, the Bruins and the Islanders really prepared them for the kind of defense they were going to see from Dallas and really kind of taught them that they have to scratch and claw and do what's ever necessary to score goals in these playoffs. And they, they probably do have that education. What they don't necessarily have right now is, are their legs, uh, which is a problem. Uh, Dallas looked faster, uh, more aggressive. They controlled the play in that game for two periods in ways that they hadn't in previous series against teams. Um, there's a certain formula that the Stars have right now that they've perfected where they bend but don't break, uh, then take advantage of their opportunities, and then let Anton Kudobin take over and do the rest as he's just been incredibly good uh, in the last two rounds. So I'm a little bit nervous about, about Tampa. Uh, you know, this game's going to tell us a lot, I think, tonight uh, insofar as whether they can hang with this fresher, faster team. Um, and I hope that they, they can. I, I still think that this final could be a real terrific one uh, if it's not a situation where... After all the hockey that Tampa's played, and let's remember, the first game that they played in the playoffs was five overtimes. So <laughs> they played a lot of hockey. Uh, I'm hoping that they can get their legs and make this a good series. But uh, but game one, you know, outside of that third period where the ice was tilted, uh, gave gave us some a little couple of warning signs about Dallas maybe being. In a better position in the series than uh, a lot of us anticipated.
1: And Greg, before we let you go, you have a piece up at ESPN.com about one of St. Louis's most hated guys in Jamie Ben, but he is <laughs> kind of the quintessential playoff player, isn't he? Yeah,
0: he, he, they, they joke about him being in beast mode uh, when they play in the playoffs. And, you know, he's, he's not everybody's popular player. I mean, there, there are a lot of people around the league that have looked at the last three years of his, of his uh, 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 contract uh, that he signed, his massive extension and have called it one of the worst contracts in the league. His own CEO called him Horse Bleep at one point because of how poorly he was playing offensively. And uh, I talked to Mike Modano. I talked to the Stars GM and a few other people and uh, just about how this has been a redemptive postseason for Ben, uh, not only statistically where he's been great, but also just in the intangibles of what he does on and off the ice. It's, it's the first time I think people are really looking at, at him and saying he's worth the money. Uh certainly no one has said that, I don't think, in the regular season in the last couple of years. But he's been incredible this postseason. And, and if it wasn't for his goaltender, probably would be the favorite for the Conn Smythe right now.
1: Greg, we always appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you soon. Anytime. Thanks for having me. See you later. Greg Wyszynski, ESPN.com, here with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Next up, today's big thing. We'll react to what Greg said about Petro. Maybe they are just playing some games here. And will the Cardinals be able to maintain their playoff position? That's next on 101 ESPN.